Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And it's a very good evening this Monday evening. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Wayne Turner, taking you through till quarter to seven this evening. The show is Talk at Six with Wayne Turner. And I will be hopefully entertaining and informing you through my guests. The way the show works is that every week we have a guest. Uh, Some guests are guest experts. They're on a regular basis. Others are just guests. And we try to get the best possible information for you to make decisions Uh, be entertained, informed, whatever. So with this program, we have a community slot again. Uh, Last week would have been our financial slot. So community, next week is medical. And to bring you information, interesting information, I have two guests with me in studio and they represent two different organizations and we'll explain the connection. The first is Lizelle Coombs. That's the easy one. Yes, that's me. Welcome, Lizelle. Thank Thanks for joining you. us. You've been in studio a couple of times mm. over the years. And the other one is Rowan Rivera Bauer. You got it. Well done. Let me just put your mic on. You got it. Well done. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's, it's always a, a presenter's nightmare when you get your guests' names wrong. So we practice, practice. And you can be really good, <laughs> but it will always hit you if you're not careful. Okay, so you guys represent two organizations, and you've both been on my uh, shows before. Um, Angels Resource Center. That's or, quite right, yeah. Or Angels, Inc. Yeah, no, Angels Resource Center. Angels Resource Center. Yeah. That is Lizelle. And then the other organization, we, a few months back, we had a representative, and that is U-Turn. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Okay. So now, uh, you try work out what the connection is, an entrepreneurial uh, skills development, upskilling organization, and then U-Turn uh, tries to get people off the street U-turn and integrated back into society. So let's start off with uh, Rowan. What's the link between your two organiza- your two organizations? It, it really comes down to skills. Mm. So we're both in skills development. We're both working with people who have a world of potential. That potential hasn't yet been realized. And both of us are really working to create a safe space where there are opportunities, where there are resources made available so that people can realize their innate potential. I have some great stories that I can share maybe uh, later I'm sure in the we'll program. get into some stories. U-Turn <laughs> always has, uh, has some good great stories. stories. So uh, the, the clients of the two organizations are perhaps a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes. Where yours 
Uh, They're different points in their journey. Mm. Yeah, yours um, can be at the bottom rung of society, really, really struggling to get. Uh, I suppose if you're lying on your back, you can only look up. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them have hit rock, rock bottom. Precisely. Yes. Yeah. So, so who do you uh, reach out to? So. Um, the people who come through U-Turns program reach out to us. It's the other way around. We're not going out and pulling people by their elbows saying, come along now, time to change your life. The people come mm-hmm. to us and they're ready. They're ready to change their lives. and S- they. That's interesting. I didn't know that about U-Turn. Yes. So the person needs to uh, initiate uh, uh, so some sort of... Uh, Interaction. Interaction. Mm-hmm. Right. So so U-turn's got four phases. And so now I'm going to get into tech speak and I'll try not to make it boring. Okay. But the very, very first phase are individuals who are actively sleeping rough on the streets. And the way that they come into U-turn is members of the public purchase vouchers. The vouchers get given to people in need instead of money or food. And that helps to reduce the flow of money, which we all know is fueling addiction. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they take that voucher and they walk through the door with that voucher hand and so the culture of accountability that exchange is happening right there and then from the get-go we are trying to build a culture of of, of there's an exchange happening here this is not a handout this is you've brought a voucher in now we will provide a service for you and so if someone doesn't have a voucher we ask them to come and do a voucher earning activity and it's very often hypothetical work it might be planting indigenous vegetation on municipal verges right the point is is that this is an exchange right from the get-go yeah, I remember uh, several years back, uh, these two uh, guys who were uh, sweeping the street, uh, two white guys, and they'd reached rock bottom as well. And the reason I, I mentioned their race is that mm. they stuck out oddly because uh, they weren't used to manual labor and they nice. were sweeping streets, which was not a traditional occupation. As I walked past, I heard the one guy moaning to the other guy, he says, how am I supposed to get my drink when they give us vouchers? Is there not a way we can <laughs> exchange these vouchers for, <laughs> for money, money so we can go buy our drink? Right. And as I thought about it, I thought something is wrong there where mm. their perception and uh, the purpose. Now, I'm pretty sure it wasn't your organization uh, that you guys have carefully worked out the voucher system so that it's it it enables people to start their journey upwards right cash proof <laughs> so so we you know we we call our guys in our phase 3 champions these are guys who've done their homework they've really worked hard on themselves and they now are sober and they're really stable and they're in our work readiness program so sorry sorry Fantastic. to interrupt i was at a little shop in Claremont yes. and yes. some amazing guys, a second hand shop. I yes. bought some children's books yes. there. And the one guy gave me this whole spiel of what happened That's and everything. I was so impressed. So I was talking to a champion. <laughs> That's a okay. Champion. That's I understand a exactly. <laughs> These guys, so I often say, you know, I met a guy once who crossed the Atlantic in a one man boat. And there was something about the way he locked eyes with me that I thought, this guy, this guy has overcome enormous challenges. Mm. He knows himself. He knows mm. he knows where his strengths are. He knows where his weaknesses are. And often when I'm speaking with our champions, I get that same locking of eyes. They've overcome enormous odds, sure. really done good homework on themselves. They've worked hard. It's not easy. And so you'll go into our charity shops and everyone who works in those shops is formerly homeless. They've done the hard work and they're through the other side. Yeah. This guy was having a conversation with a lady who had come in to buy 
stuff for her son who she wouldn't let in the front gate to the complex, but she'd take him food and she'd give yes. him stuff, but she wouldn't let him yes. in. And uh, this lady had come into that shop and had a whole bunch of clothes and stuff was buying uh, to give to her son. Mm-hmm. And this champion was talking to her and saying, I wouldn't. Don't give him the stuff. And she yes. she left the wow. stuff and he explained mm-hmm. a better mm-hmm. process to her. And I was quite impressed how this guy was interacting. So that's that's a stage of development in that person's life where they're now confident they've got yeah. uh, a purpose in life and they planned because he was very, very decisive yes. and clear about what he was saying to her. And so that's important because um, in all our service centers, we place champions. Sorry, I can hear my voice. I, I don't project well. Um we place our champions in our service centers. And the reason we do that, they wear bright green t-shirts because mm-hmm. they're lighthouses. Mm-hmm. So you have guys coming in and they see this person who's expanding, who's flourishing, who's really you know solid and doing well. And he's walked a similar journey. He's walked the walk that they're walking. Mm. They are far more convincing than anyone else. Any of our professionals, I, I hope none of our professionals on our team are listening, but they'll agree. <laughs> they really are convincing that you can do it. You've got a world of potential. You have got dignity, you have got potential, you have got ability, and Mm. it's really about opening up those doors for opportunity, and that's where we tie into angels. It's really about providing the skills and opportunities for those. So it is a genuine example of being there, done that, got the T-shirt. Exactly. I mean, literally, and that (laughs) T-shirt or that shirt is what uh, stands out. Now, now Lizelle, you've come many moons with uh, your skills development Mm -hmm. and your heart for entrepreneurs and wanting to see people liberated, not only financially, but the change in a person's life who now has got finances. Mm -hmm. And it's not all about finances, but you need finances to eat, to get to work and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. So when you get the person operating as an entrepreneur, it changes their lives as to quite a large degree. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's a little bit different, the entrepreneurial journey, I think. Um, The grassroots entrepreneurs are, I think, as much hard work because everybody thinks they can be an entrepreneur, especially if we come along because we have funding Mm. for them. So if you want to start a business, we do have a little bit of seed fund for you or buy equipment and so on. We never work with cash. But I think it's a it's a some somewhat a similar journey. We have to just first get the basics out of the way, you know. Like, well, that's interesting. So I can come to you. You'll give me a load of books to sort of seed my business. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit of a program. <laughs> I, I, I try to keep the discussion yeah. lighthearted, but there are a lot <laughs> of, of serious course. points that that we're yeah. making. Yeah. And I mean, it's it, it's an incredible journey, but mm. it's full of the pitfalls, mm. different to what the pitfalls are mm. of a person who's come directly mm. from, from mm. the streets, but no less uh, stressful and hard, uh, full of hardship. Mm-hmm. No, it's difficult. I think for entrepreneurs, um, where we work in the very deep rural areas, um, not so much here where we are now together with Uton in, in Cape Town, but the entrepreneurs are often at a place where they're also just on the brink of not having a home or having a, anything. They don't have employment. They usually live off grants um, if they even qualify for those. And it's just making sure that they're not wanting to be an entrepreneur because they're thinking of the seed fund and, mm. and the money that's going to flow, but that they actually can make a success of the business. Well, so, well many yeah. people, especially um, when talk about entrepreneurs Mm. are one step from the street when you're running your own business and Mm. you've got to be totally dependent on yourself. That never changes, eh, Wayne? (laughs) Sorry? (laughs) That never changes. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely, absolutely. Just just joking. Um, Mm. So how 
I mean, you, you talk about the relationship and the link. How are you, because I believe you guys are planning to physically move into the same building. Mm. And of course, there's going to be a lot of cross-pollination. Mm. How, how is that going to impact uh, Angel's Resource Center? I mean, how are you guys going to be impacted having them? And of course, how are you two going to be impacted mm. by you guys? There's got to be with such strong uh, visions. There must be ways that you're going to work together. Absolutely. We've mm-hmm. discussed it. Um, I actually see uh, many of the U-turn champions, um, you know, coming through some of our programs. I even see some of our entrepreneurs maybe um, slotting in in some way in things that they are doing. It's all about the skills and about getting people, enabling people. That w- That's what I was saying to Rowan earlier. Um, we can always help people. We can uplift people. We can, um, you know, do all the nice work. But if we don't enable people, then all mm. that is actually for naught because we need to make sure that people um, use the skills we give them, but also the right skills for the right person, you know. So we can all learn lots of skills, but if you don't really feel like doing that kind of job, you're not going to put your all into it. So I think we've got a lot to learn from each other, but also the different programs we do, the entrepreneurs versus the the people you help. I think there's a lot of connections there. Roman, Surely this, I'm just looking as an outsider, this relationship is going to assist with people on their their journey out from the streets, Mm -hmm. from the perspective Mm of, uh, I know you try to get people employment and Mm -hmm. gainfully employed, but Mm -hmm. many of these people are actually entrepreneurs that that got to the street, Mm -hmm. so they already have the entrepreneurial skills, or there isn't sufficient formal employment that yes. entrepreneur to become an entrepreneur mm. is an answer how's that how's that going to work out for you guys it's going to be an interesting it's going to be an interesting mm. one because traditionally traditionally we haven't looked for entrepreneurial uh, solutions for our graduates so once you get to phase three you're now on a work-based program you're with a therapist you're doing once a week things like computer literacy money management mm-hmm. all sorts of programs and the way that you graduate from U-turn is you when you're ready you look for a job you secure a job and you fly out of the nest into the open labor market that's when we put mm-hmm. a graduation hat on your head once you've secured a job and traditionally, we've looked to place people in permanent roles, not in an entrepreneurial role, because our guys tend to be stress prone. They, mm. as anyone who's been an entrepreneur, and you'll know this, Wayne, that mm. it has a certain mm. amount of stress that comes with <laughs> it. There needs to be good familial support, mm. good support networks. You need potentially some kind of financial backing. And these are all things that our guys tend to not have. They've landed up in that situation in the first place because of broken families, mm. because of of lack of financial um, backing and resources. So it is something that we've avoided, but it is something that very recently has come up, especially now with COVID. And, you know, before COVID, at the beginning of 2020, there was an over 50% unemployment rate in our country for youth. That was before COVID. We don't even know what the final figures are now, but we can certainly Mm. see the visual impact of it. Mm. So we are now looking at a situation where we're saying, actually, we do need to be looking at these spaces. How do we create even, Mm. you know, just small micro business entrepreneurs? Um, Angels does, for example, IT skills. And we've for a while spoken about a lot of our guys have got all the potential to do front-end development or back-end development. Then you open up uh, employment to the international markets. I taught mm. myself in that right. respect. Mm. Yes, me too. Me too. I, I just want to ask you a question, Lizelle. Mm. From what I know, 
of what you do and of course the interviews mm. when you help entrepreneurs setting up a let's say a guy who's a plumber surely it would be a great way for him to source a plumbing assistant mm. and pay somebody out of a program like that so right. the entrepreneur is is uh given the the, the staffing, he doesn't mm. have to go into the open market. There's someone who's got yeah. a strong relationship, has come through a program and is recommended by an organization. Surely that's the perfect fit. That is absolutely perfect. We've, we've had um, often requests like that. You know, people phone us and say, "Can don't you have some entrepreneurs or some people in your program that just want to, um, you know, come and work with us mm -hmm. or for us? or Work people, for an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. Um, that actually works quite well. I mean, you just made me think of something, if I may. Uh, the young chap that works in our office, um, that's something we do as well. We spotted him coming to the coffee shop and someone gifted him an old laptop. Mm -hmm. And he just came in every day because he could use the Wi-Fi for free. So he was just sitting there every day. And then I started engaging with him only to find out that he was actually a graphic designer. And it's exactly what you're saying. And he's now in a shelter and all on the streets and that. Yes. And we took him in as one of our incubates. And we just started channeling a bit of clients to him but we realized that when it got too much mm -hmm. he would shut down and he would actually not come back yeah. because of the exact and you see that's why i think the relationship here is critical because we have an enabling environment but mm -hmm. we might very well i almost said unconsciously subconsciously or without intent make it worse rather than up because if i if i realized that i would have given him one client for six months yes and, and baby steps and then I, we, we did obviously catch on and he's been there two years now and he's Beautiful. handling five clients of which we are two of his five clients and he has a steady income and all of the good things that then started falling into place in his life you but, know? but this so is that's the kind of uh, connection I see between us you know, this is a learning experience yeah. mm -hmm. all Absolutely. of a sudden two organizations uh, come together and start uh, learning from each other and yes. you realize these the, these mm -hmm. different I mean as you just expressed uh, entre entrepreneurs have a lot of stress uh, yes. and guys that have been through an addictive journey mm -hmm. and then come out of mm -hmm. it yeah. you don't you don't need that but no. I'm just hearing you talking now there's going to be little uh, crossovers you think well this will work well let's do that mm -hmm. and yeah. we'll yeah. do that because yeah. uh you might not be an entrepreneur, but you might work well with an ent entrepreneur, mm. entrepreneur rather than with a checkers, pick and pay, yes, old mutual, whatever it might be, yeah. and a corporate. You just don't mm. fit into a corporate, but you can't be an entrepreneur. So there is a yeah. some common ground yeah, where you yeah. can have an overlap and w works out. I we so. I will be learning, I think, a lot from angels yeah. because this is, I mean, this is something that they mm. do well traditionally, mm. if I can speak on behalf <laughs> of your you. organization, <laughs> Absolutely. is this, you know, coordination mm. and collaboration and mm. bringing various parts of the puzzle together. together yeah. So we're very excited to be part mm. of that because when you do that, you create bridges between mm. sometimes disparate parts of community. Yeah. You're bringing them together into a shared space. And for me, that is possibly what this resource center that we are going to be collaborating Yes. on is really bringing together it's bringing an opportunity to really bring people together and shift the thinking and and get people moving and you know wake people mm -hmm. up a bit so you're creating a center or is it going to be the angels resource center and you're going to be the 10 how how's the sort of the structure going to work work yeah. out i mean is it just the two of you or you're going to look at bringing mm -hmm. other organizations in and and sort of creating something where you get because basically what you're doing is creating a more holistic mm -hmm. approach yes mm -hmm. so um wayne the thing is 
we've, I don't know, probably my, my um, fault there is that I haven't really told too many people or, or, or made like a whole thing about what does our resource, resource center actually do? Because we're already doing that in the space we are in and have mm. been in for the last four years in Fishhook. I've just never really given it the energy it needed. And meeting Uton actually helped us now to, you know, just, just realize that we should tell people what we do in that resource center because it's one of four big resource centers we have around the country and um you would never know that you because you never know because i never really i forget Cape that town's yeah. best kept secret <laughs> yes, exactly. i'm learning i mean yeah, i've known no, you for like five years so <laughs> i'm starting to learn so if i if i tell you very quickly and and this is all moving with us to the new premises so but mm. currently if you anybody wants to come visit us th- these things are there we have an academy called lead academy and the whole purpose of the academy is to do upskilling and uh, skills workshops all sorts of training, life skills, business skills, tech skills, job skills. We literally help people to apply for jobs online, show them how to do their CV and apply while they're in class for actual work, you know. So uh, we do robotics, coding, etc. So Lead Academy is a fully accredited academy with the Department of Higher Education, a number of CETAs. So that's our training arm. And in the rural areas, we do Agri for Change, Waste for Change, and, you know, more sort of rural related um, courses but yeah in Cape Town upstairs in our training room which we'll take with us we will work together on the training through Lead Academy so that's the one um, resource and anybody can come and use the computers I mean just come in and ask us the second one is STEM Shack STEM Shack is a bunch of university students that really love the STEM field so they focus mostly on maths and science and they're there to help with remedial you know remedial classes but they also have fun holiday clubs and things and there's always room to make people interested so their whole thing is let's make people excited about this this you know you need to get your act together and and promote this more (laughs) i mean every show i'm learning more and 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 it's just it's 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 so exciting i know it's very you know for people when you use the word incubator that 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 word is used it's overused and often in a business sense but it really isn't incubating you know but but as you said there in the class you can do your CV, apply for that's jobs. That's very practical. Yeah, you know? so because you that's what people... Real stuff, yeah, hands-on things, yeah. That's what people have to do by mm. themselves in the big, mm. bad, wide mm. world. You take mm. a baby and put them in a big, bad, bi- wi- yeah. big, ba- big, bad <laughs> wide world and they, yeah. they're going to struggle yeah, to stay alive. No, and similarly, are. people Absolutely. who need to start the entrepreneurial job journey. Yeah, of course. If I can just finish, because this all ties very nicely. So we've got a um, fishhook tourism. And the Fishhook Tourism is a tourism incubator. (laughs) So we do try and get tourism-related entrepreneurs or people interested in tourism to come there and bring um, goods for the little marketplace so that we can sell it for them on consignment. And then the other side is we have a coffee shop, which we are now in the new premises going to make a full-on restaurant. So that is, we call it coffee with a cause because all the money that you um, people spend having a meal or drinking coffee goes back into the maintenance and upkeep and um, but you, you had that of n- the facilities. existing premises this is, is going to be, be next level coffee with a cause <laughs> and a view that is just yeah. exceptional it's well the view is really, great yeah the really view is going to be absolutely so how, how's it going to be coffee with a cause so when people spend money there so come and have your breakfast and your coffee and then that money goes back into the resource center so the 
the idea would also be to um, maybe champions, am I calling them correct? Absolutely. Could come and work in the coffee shop as waiters. Um, we've also got some opportunities with a big brand that's going to help us kit out the kitchen. Mm. Um, for the the new restaurant and then train people so we want to bring people in hopefully from u-turn and train them to be maybe chefs or waiters baristas i mean we've got it we've already got the barista training going mm. at the moment yeah because that helps it many people who come through a program from the streets there's always some stigma attached mm. and yeah. it's always a struggle to get people it's like the uh ex-cons mm. People still are hesitant to employ someone. Doesn't matter what they're convicted of, but yes. that stigma. So, with a restaurant, coffee shop type thing, you'll be able to take people and train them in a skill mm. that is very market related. Coffee yes. shop, the coffee shop yeah. scene yeah. is. Everyone, yeah. needs coffee. Everyone needs coffee. Except me, I've never <laughs> drunk coffee yet, but uh, that's another story. <laughs> you can buy our coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have hot chocolate. Yeah, but, have that but, but that whole process. Yeah. And that, that enabling stigma mm. is something, it's not just the external perception in, it's their own oh, internal oh, wow. perception of themselves. Mm. There is a mm. stigma, very, very strong stigma. You say the word homeless and people get shifty. It's a yeah. shifty mm. thing. Yeah. The person themselves, you know, there's a huge stigma mm. to overcome. But nothing but breeds success like success. So well, you, you create that successful environment, it makes right. more success. Right, mm. and you know, you, you go back to that chap that you were speaking at at one of our shops, mm. the guys we call champions. When they speak, they speak with just real solid dignity and confidence. And confidence. it is it, that is the hard mm. work. That is the work to build up He made that. a big impression on me. Right. I mean, they really, well when our guys go on <laughs> from our program, they've gone on to EdCon and all sorts of other places. One employee wow. of the award, employee of the year award, Awards. We've got a guy who's a, a manager in a mug and bean. They, by the time they graduate, they've got a really solid work ethic. Fantastic. So it mm. is an exciting space, and mm. I, I, I think that there's a world of potential to be had in this space. It's it's a banged up old building that really is not serving the community or anyone really. Yeah, yeah. we've got a lot of those in our communities. If we mm. can find a way of. Uh, yeah bringing new life to a building mm. not only does it help the community because that part of Fishhook down by the railway line is it's completely it, ignored it's a forgotten yeah. space yeah. Uh, there are a couple of buildings that people are very very wary of they dodgy mm. people think so if you add mm. within a community something that's got life and vibrance right. and a new coat of paint yeah. and some signage Definitely. you know <laughs> it's going to uh improve the community and there's another great little coffee shop down the road i mean yes. that's stretch of streets is sort of being transformed in the most beautiful way. Mm. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. There's a bakery down the road. Oh, right, it. right. So yeah. it's quite a well, well visited, well known. Mm. I've been there. They do great pastries. And mm. so that little mm. back street is starting to really get an interesting life to it. And, and it's a nice place to walk, you know, like main mm. road is getting, it's very busy because it's a busy road. Fishhook is a big town, you know, it's not, Fishhook is not Musenberg and it's not Colt Bay. It's mm. Fishhook, it's a town, you know. So the traffic is up and down that main road. So mm -hmm. beach road is actually quite lacquer to walk down. Yeah, well, I you know, I come down there. I was there quiet, today. Yeah, we went to the charity shops and recreation road. Oh, but go. I always take that road because it's quieter. Road, yeah, it's quiet, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've seen it. As you get to the end on the yes, right, there yes. seems to be one or two new businesses yes, there. Yes, There's yes, a world yeah. of potential. Mm. Yeah. I see some collaboration for us as well. I was just telling Rowan earlier of, um, you know, there's 
there's a lady selling pizza and they fell on hard times as most restaurants did during COVID. And um, she's literally just a spit away from where we are now. So now suddenly we have pizza on our menu, but I mean, we can't make pizza. We don't have the space where we are. But now we just WhatsApp her the order and in 20 minutes your pizza is there, you know. So she has an outlet now. We're helping her and she's helping us because we've got a new menu item that attracts customers. That's an customers interesting concept. A really interesting concept yeah. where so often with restaurants and coffee shops, they'll buy in their stuff, but mm-hmm. it's all about them mm-hmm. and, their, and their business. But if you mm-hmm. can sort of say, well, we've got a coffee shop restaurant, but we can't yeah. do much with it unless we have the collaboration of the community. Absolutely. And, and there will come your, mm-hmm. your, your bagels and your croissants your and yeah. your pa- or your pastries <laughs> yeah, yeah. and maybe someone does a really mm. nice curry or something like that that, you mm. know, you build that relationship but also from the other aspect is when you're training people your collaborating partners Mm. your your uh, trainees your champions are now have another uh, outlet Mm -hmm. because you've got a good relationship with the partner Mm. and are they going to take your word if you say that person is a an a1 Right. Worker. Yeah. Yes, so again, yes. it just it's it's a bit of a snowball effect, yeah. isn't but it? Isn't it? It sort of rolls out. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how uh, how is this going to? What's the time frame, and how are you going to make it happen? So now there's a very very loaded question for me, just for me. We need to vacate the premises where we are by the twenty thirty first of January, twenty twenty two. That was sudden. That was very sudden. Did it catch you by surprise? It caught us by surprise, yeah. Was it the type of organization that you no, were that day? No, not at all. It had nothing to do with... A, a with bu- just purely yeah, a business decision. purely a business decision from the landlord and um, the building is a little bit in need of some serious maintenance. Right. And... Um, They're looking for a client that'll pay top dollar rentals. For a building that's going to fall on your head pretty soon, to be <laughs> honest. You know, you know, it wasn't without its challenges, but we were happy to overcome mm. those. You know, it's in the spirit of goodwill. So I always believe that one can negotiate a way around anything. Everything can't be just money, although we are in a capitalist society, I suppose. But there's always a win somewhere for both mm. sides. So. We were quite open to negotiate with our current landlord because there's also beautiful space there that that would have been available if we took the entire space um, for U-turn. So that, that's how it started. But then the landlord decided the investment in repairs and maintenance isn't worth his while. So okay. um, we, we're not sure what he's going to do with the building. But um, as one door closes, the other one opens, eh? Mm-hmm. It really did. And we're already feeling the, the energy of the new building and... Um, I think our current landlord, not think I know, he's actually quite quite approachable and he is um, helping us a little bit with, um, you know, the rent and so on to make it not as mm. as much as it, it can be for him. You yeah. know, I mean, it is quite a good spot. It has a beautiful view. Yeah. And um, it, he would probably get really top dollar. But um, as Rowan has explained, the building was the back side of the Standard bank. bank. So as the bank shrunk... Um, you know, they, they just boarded up that area and it literally became Pigeon Hotel. <laughs> it was We know disaster. a few of those around the south, don't we? Well, it is it was a it was an absolute shambles. But um we've we've with the help of some of the, the Uton um people, we've started cleaning it up and so on, mm. but it, it does need a lot of TLC. So yeah, once you've done a good clean, uh you can see what 
has to be done. Yeah. It's not just yeah, cosmetic. Get rid of the <laughs> cosmetic stuff and yeah. see the, yeah. the really structural, yeah. the functional so, stuff. So, um, being a, are you an NGO, NPO? What do you? We're an NPO, so non-profit organization. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that means, uh, like, like you guys, yes. uh, there is no bottom line. No. <laughs> There's no profit. It's, it's just all the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> no, you hit the bottom pretty quickly. I was a financial manager in yeah. a in a yeah. uh, NGO, yeah. NPO, and uh, there comes a time you don't eat into the profits because there isn't any profit. <laughs> yeah. It's just pure. Income expenditure. How, mm. how are you guys planning to get this thing sorted out? Because I'm very excited about what mm. you're saying and so the relationship <laughs> and what's going it's to happen. Beautiful. But there's mm. also very harsh priority, uh, yeah. practical side to things. So sorry, Rowan, I'm taking over. No, you're leading this but, uh, completely. Yeah. But um, that's a, a tough one for us because it was unexpected, first of all. And just to put it put it out there, as a non-profit, we have been going for roughly 20 years almost. So we almost a kind of, we, we run our non-profit like a business and any surplus that we might have, we always put back mm. as, as you should into the projects yeah. and, and the money goes towards Goodwill. And a lot of the that's… The directors don't take bonuses. No, well, our board are all volunteers. Mm. I mean, they don't get paid at all. I'm the only um, board member that gets a salary every now and then. <laughs> but if but, my memory serves me correctly, uh, during… Uh, lockdown when things was really going tough you were the one who had to borrow money to keep the organization no, going you know so um, <laughs> it, uh, it is what it is because it's your business i run it Do you still have your home and well it's bonded now after <laughs> at this age of my life i wasn't have, happy to have a bond again but you do what you what you do because right. you love what you do and so i wouldn't Canada, do my, it hey? my point is yeah. that uh it's not without self-sacrifice that this this no, carries I don't on. Think you know, you, you have work to work for an NPO without self-sacrifice. Absolutely. But, but Wayne, th that being said, I think it's like any business. If you don't love what you do, then it's a chore. Mm. But if I didn't believe in angels the way I do, I would never have done something that dramatic. You know. But anyway, it is what it is. It's not. Right. It's only money. We can always make more money. You know. But that being said. Um, we do need a couple of things for our new mm. premises and we, we're not so much really putting out a, a call for funds. Um, so if someone's yeah. got a, a bunch of yeah. drywalling that's been left over He's from a us, job yeah. or yeah. Uh, office furniture. I mean, I've yeah. been into places, yeah. there's office furniture piled up outside yeah, and there's all sorts of yeah. things. What, what, what it has no value to people yeah. could potentially yeah. have value to you guys. Absolutely. You're not, you're not appealing, right. doing a financial appeal. It no, might be ni nice no. if some millionaire came yeah, and just no, did everything for you. Wouldn't that be nice for all of us? <laughs> yeah. But you know, we, we're actually not even looking for office furniture because remember we're relocating okay. if you think about it and, and right. so are you. Mm -hmm. You know, we re well, you're not relocating, but we, we're literally taking our office and just moving it around mm. the corner. So we already got stuff. You want to make the building habitable. Yes, so That's what you're yo, saying. We've got a couple mm. of, of pressing mm. points that um, one of the very big, if I may say, sure. it, is we really need to fence in. We need a big fence around the, the property. Right. Otherwise, we literally can't actually move. Our, uh, our whole coffee shop can't yeah. move if we don't fence the place in. So if anything... Mm. We need fencing and we need a, a big Bedouin tent to cover the one area and a couple of other things, you know, but um, pressing need at this stage is to fence us in so that right. we can be protected from the elements 
of all sorts. <laughs> it, would, it would just be beautiful for the community yeah. to pull in into the space because mm. it is a community resource space. Yes. And so mm. it would be lovely for people to come and say, you know, I've got some drywalling. I'll contribute yeah. that. I, yeah. I've got plastic caps. So one of the yes, things bottle that... Caps. But <laughs> bottle caps. Bottle caps, they made this amazing mosaic on their previous premises on the floor and this is going to be repeated in this space so yeah. you know people coming and contributing into the space we'd love for people to have a sense of ownership you know mm, they, right. I, I mm. contributed that clear view glass or I bought yeah. the better intent or that this becomes mm. a space where they have mm. invested themselves and it's in, in a space where they want to come and spend time mm. like I have a yeah. sheet of drywall that we don't know where to put. Oh, yeah, and it's really always bring. it's always cluttering <laughs> the, the place. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it's it's we don't want to throw it out on the street. No, uh, come we'll come uh, so, so, <laughs> so what I'm saying is yeah. things that the specific needs mm. that people might have. Yeah. It's not an appeal, yeah. a traditional appeal, just saying, Hey, we've got to sort this out. If you've yeah, got extra, yeah. give give yeah. us a, a a hand up. Right. <laughs> You know, so I used the right word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and no, I think we'll make it happen between us all and also people just coming to help, you know. So come and put in some elbow grease. We really need to do the floor again. Right. We need some scrubbing We've hands. seen in Musenberg. Yeah. Musenberg's a very engaged community yeah. and yes. we see things happen. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm involved in different organizations. Nice. Uh, but surely Fishhook, with its oh, surplus of skilled people, know, retired people who've got a wealth of... You know, and it's not just retired. So Fishhook's got bad <laughs> bad rap as a as a retirement. No, but, There's but a lot of young families there. Yes. Young but the retired people, people have got yes. time on their hands. They that's what I mean. Time, yeah. Yes, they've yeah. maybe more time yeah. on their hands yeah. than the young families yeah. people. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I think there's a really young, vibrant um, start happening in Fishhook, and mm. it would be lovely for people. And, and that it's not just Fishhook. You know, we love people from Musenberg mm. to come along. Guys. Yeah. yeah, there's there's yeah. some exciting ideas actually that maybe you can talk to on evening events yeah, and you know can, yeah. doing story slams and I love that it's a space yeah. where we really want you've been listening to too many podcasts <laughs> what's that one called the there's uh, a podcast that talks about story slams oh, I mean they're great things yeah, you have, a, a, you have a community and, and you it's tell really stories cool, huh? right. I, I was part of right one space. at a festival in Musenberg yeah, top well, I mean, what are you if you're not a story? We're uh, all stories. We're, all We're stories, stories on feet. That's my yeah. life, finding stories and interviewing <laughs> people. That's, I love it. Yeah. Passionate about it. Yeah. Look, we have about a minute left before we need okay. to start uh, playing the outro jingle. Contact details. If someone wants to, has got a, I use the drywall thing, got a couple of sheets of drywall or one sheet of drywall yeah. that they don't need we need sitting lots at home. Of drywall. I know, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't just let it sit no, there. No, phone us. Yeah, yeah we'll come collect. What, what are the contact details? So I'll give people our landline number as well. Mm -hmm. Can I say it out? It's 0861-111-950. Again? 0861-111-950. And if people want to get a hold of uh, U-Turn, because they've, they've heard uh, really interesting. We didn't go into too much detail how it worked. We've done, we've done that before. If they need to get hold of you, what do they do? do? Oh, the easiest is to go via our website. So you got you to always say that. Yeah. Always, because it's, it's easy to remember. You'll Click remember on the this. contact. Yeah. Homeless.org.za forward slash contact us and you'll see um, you'll see all the contact details there and have mm. a look around. Have a look at some of the stories. There's great stories there. There are. Yo, uh, did you see how quickly the show went? It went it's very 40 minutes yeah. goes very, sure. very quickly <laughs> when you've got exciting and interesting things to talk about. But guys, I, I really appreciate that you've taken time out to come chat. I know you will get a spin-off from the show, but really my purpose for the show is to inform, educate, 
uplift people so people will be able to find out things they didn't know before mm-hmm. and either contribute or be a part of of mm-hmm. a program so thank you so much for joining me um next week will be our medical slot if we can get one of our doctors into studio and we'll be chatting around about another relevant subject um if you want to contact us you can do it through our website as well uh Just joking with you there. <laughs> Contact us through the, the website and let us know uh, how we can help you or if you want to contribute something or you need more information about a previous program. We do podcast the show, so straight after the show you can go to any of the main sites, look for Talk at Six with Wayne and you'll find the latest podcast there. So from me, Wayne Turner, till next week, it's goodbye, God bless, and we'll chat again. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details